the Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! <laughs> I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Tom, easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, oh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky team. <laughs> Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. What's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Hi, this is Gretchen Whitmer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, on behalf of the on the check. Hey, we want to present these buffs to our governor, hey. Big Gretch. Throw the buffs on her face, because that's Big Gretch. We ain't even about to stretch. We got Big Gretch. You can find her in the press under Big Gretch. Fresh in a new dress. Yeah, that's Big Gretch. Throw the buffs on her face, because that's Big Gretch. We ain't even about to stretch. We got Big Gretch. At all. You can find her in the press. Under Big Gretch. Fresh in a new dress. Yeah, that's Big Gretch. Come on. Big Gretch and this bitch playing no roles. At Excuse all. all the cussing. That's just how I get my flow on. For real. If you want to leave the state, you can stay gone. But right now, Big Gretch says stay home. All that protesting was irrelevant. irrelevant. Big Gretch ain't trying to hear y'all or the president. How we going to take orders from a non-resident? Talking about it safe, but he ain't coming with the evidence. Uh-oh. Big Gretch got him shook now. When it's all over, you invited to the cookout. When it's all over, you deserve to get took out. Big Gretch with the bucks on on the lookout. Uh, and she doing it for Michigan, so when she hit the stand, everybody should be listening. She on that pair of bucks with the ice in them glistening. On behalf of the whole Detroit mission. Throw the bucks on her face, cause that's Big Gretch. We ain't even about to stretch. We got Big Gretch. At all. You can find her in the press. Under Big Gretch. Fresh in a new dress. Yeah, that's Big Gretch. Throw the buffs on her face. Cause that's Big Gretch. We ain't even about to stretch. We got Big Gretch. At all. You can find her in the press. Under Big Gretch. Fresh in a new dress. Yeah, that's Big Gretch. Raccoon with OCD 
I've watched Hulu, Roku, Netflix, PBS, and the BBC. I've taken down all my mirrors, and I'm sick of what I see. Of quarantine will be the death of me. The death of me. I risk a trip to the grocery store to buy TP and a few things more. But when I get there, all I can find. Honey buns and some mad dog wine. I'm washing my hands like a raccoon with OCD. I've watched Hulu, Roku, Netflix, PBS, and the BBC. I've taken down all my mirrors 'cause I'm sick of what I see. So this quarantine's gonna be the death of me. The death of me. You know they say this is war, but we don't have to storm Omaha Beach or Pork Chop Hill. And we just lay here on the couch and watch TV. Whew, I'd rather volunteer for a high-risk commando raid to parachute into Wuhan and find that little fellow that ordered that bat soup. I know I'm talking out of my head, saying crazy stuff over and over, like "Yes, dear, yes, dear." At breakfast, I meant to say, "Honey, please pass me the pepper." Well, what slipped out was, "You crazy woman, you've ruined my life." <laughs> of course, I immediately apologized. <laughs> as soon as I regained consciousness. The time summer. Program.com. From the Tom Sumner Show. Oh yeah. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom. Sumner program. My guest this hour is uh, the head of a group, uh, Transmedia Group, after spending some time uh, as a television executive, but we won't hold that part against him. Um, <laughs> he uh, joins me by phone. We're going to talk about a uh, recent media alert I got about the latest kerfuffle involving uh, Texas Senator Ted Cruz. My guest's uh, name is uh, Tom Madden, and as I mentioned, he joins me by phone. Tom, welcome to the show. Well, I'm happy to be here, uh, Tom. Uh, nice to talk to you. I was surprised when I, I got a, an alert in my, in my email, and I I, I couldn't help reading it because uh, the word kerfuffle has always tickled me, and I've been aware of it for a long time, and I was really kind of surprised that in your uh, little nudge about the word kerfuffle and applying it to the problems that Ted Cruz is having, uh, um, that you hadn't been familiar with the word. 
Well, it's, uh, it's not a word that I commonly use, let's put it that way. But I came across it recently, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Senator Cruz had this uh, situation, and they just seemed to run together. Uh, kerfuffle is a, uh, is a kind of a, a serious mistake. Uh, it causes a kind of uproar. Uh, uh, it, it's close to the word um, uh, kablooey. Uh, you remember that word? Kabooey? Yeah, yeah. It's an explosion uh, that causes uh, terrible uh, after effects. Uh, what a kablooey, you know? Uh, so anyway, so it reminded me of that, and uh, so I had some fun with the word. Yeah, I've always I've always thought of the word kerfuffle as, as being sort of akin to a dust-up. Okay, uh, it, it, it's funny how it conjures up so many words and images. Well, and, and uh, you know, I heard about it from the the Prime Minister uh, Boris. Uh, at uh, you know, he was he was talking about uh, you know Donald Trump's impeachment, and he used the words very interesting words. He called it the toings and froings and all the kerfuffle. <laughs> that was the impeachment, you know. So, and then that word kind of stuck in my brain. And then all of a sudden, I see Senator Cruz realizing, you know, uh, the optics of fleeing, freezing Texas at a time when all his constituents are suffering. Uh, it really didn't look good. You know, we, we've all done things, said things, you know, and then afterwards, we saying, hey, that's not going to come across very well. You know, I'm the leader there. I better be there. So he returns to the scene of the freeze and, uh, you know, and then hence the kerfuffle because uh, people thought that he left his poodle in his in his house. And that caused an uproar. You know how people are concerned about pets. Oh, absolutely. uh, But it turned out, it turned out to be, uh, he did not just leave his poodle Snowflake is the name. Uh, just on its own, he had someone take care, taking care of it, and there, you know, there was no peril to the pet. So, oh, and that's, that's uh, so. Good. Anyway, so that, yeah. So that that kerfuffle was kind of like quieted a little bit, but nevertheless, uh, he, he has paid a little bit of a price for the optics of leaving, fleeing the scene. Tom, you work in PR, and you've been given credit for a a lot of real um, tremendous efforts on the behalf of uh, your clients. You were um, at ABC and went with Fred Silverman to, um, or have I got that in the right order, went from ABC to NBC. Um, And we did hopped over to, it was like a a three-block move. (laughs) Still had to clean out your desk, though. Um, but uh, the the reason that I bring that up is because who better to comment on maybe how Ted Cruz might have handled it better? Um, I, you know, most there were other people who, you know, just shut off their water and bugged out to, you know, other parts to, to ride out the storm, so to speak. But um, in... in you know, I don't think it's that crazy for a, a senator to say, you know what, I'm going to head to Mexico or I'm going to go up to Oklahoma or, some, you know, someplace get out of the storm, you know, for a couple of days. 
and then realized that it looked bad. Mm-hmm. How might he well, have? Well, sure did. Yeah. How might he have handled that rather than you know throw his kids under the bus? Well, I tell you, uh, you know, I, I've been doing crisis management, uh, you know, mo- all my career, yeah. uh, either at the networks or at my own PR firm, uh, Transmedia Group. I mean, I'm always helping CEOs uh, get out of trouble. And one of the things that uh, is very paramount is that, you know, when you have a problem, you don't run from it. You run towards it. The, the optics of running away from a problem are you're guilty, man. You're there's something wrong with you. You're not a leader. You're not in it uh, with the rest of uh, you know your constituents. So I would advise him first of all, do not leave. All right. Yes, save your family, get them safely away and, and into a nice uh, Ritz Carlton in Cancun, and you know <laughs> let them be protected. But. Uh, but yourself, you need to be there with your constituents, uh, suffering along with them and helping them get out of the plight that they're in, or at least be seen to be doing that, not exiting. You don't exit. You run toward the problem, but, and you deal with it. I remember years ago um, that uh, General Motors went to Washington to try and raise some money during the the time of bailouts must must have probably been right around 2008 that's right and they flew there in this big luxury corporate jet <laughs> that's right you remember yes, that story yes, yes, i remember that um, i remember that that's another one where some pr guy should have advised them you don't come begging you know in a, in a in a in a horse carrier you know in a, in a, in a rolls royce so, uh, yes, it was not a uh, very good idea. And uh, those the optics in this world are so important. In fact, they, they speak louder than the words. Yeah, they really uh, do. And, and this, this case with, uh, with Cruz, I think he tried to get a little too slick when, when he came back and said, oh, I was just dropping my kids off. And, and came yeah, right back. Well, he did admit having second thoughts. Uh, uh, and and that, and that was coming close to kind of like recognizing he made a mistake. Uh, he did use the word I'm, "I'm having second thoughts," and so uh, he realized the you know the optics of this, and he returned. So uh, I think you could give him credit for that. And you know, I, I I like the senator. I have nothing against him. I I wish I was there to advise him to stay put. Uh, get help his family, but he has to stay there. You don't desert the ship. But uh, how you does, know, you, what would you think of your captain leaving a ship that is sinking or on fire? I mean, that is not going to be very comforting to see your captain depart the ship. And that's happened, too, with a lot of sh- crises at sea. Remember those? Oh, yeah. I, I remember um, there was a, a panel discussion with uh, former White House chiefs of staff. And one of the questions was, how do you get your boss when they're the president of the United States to not make the the damn fool mistake? Yes, yes. More with Tom Madden from Transmedia Group, straight ahead. Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Hi, this is Mark Farner, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. 
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. Do you ever feel like you need an attitude adjustment? Are you wishing there was a magic pill or a new app for your mobile device? Why don't you try live local music? Music can make you dance, bring back fond memories, inspire you to be more creative, whether you attend a child's school concert or recital, go to a local symphony concert, visit local bars and restaurants that feature dance music, sing-along piano, or jazz and blues. Music could be just what you're looking for. Supporting live local music is more than a way to support your local artists and economy. It's a great way to improve your own quality of life. Support live local music. This message is brought to you from the Tom Attorney General stuff? Listen, I have a legal question. What is it, Mom? I just got a call from the water company. Apparently, your father has not been paying the bill. I guess they're going to turn the water off because we owe more than $1,000 now. Can you believe it? Actually, I can't. So, listen... We just have to send them $200 in Edible Arrangements gift cards, and that will keep the water on. Now, here's the legal question. What is the website for Edible Arrangements? Mom, it's an imposter scam. Imposter scam? Is that .com or .edu? No, the call was a scam. Scammers will pretend to be a government agency or a utility company or someone else you might do business with. A big red flag is if they tell you that you can pay them using gift cards. So when in doubt, ask for the information to be sent to you in writing. And never give a caller or someone you don't know your personal information or your money. If you do suspect an imposter scam, report it to my office at mi.gov slash agcomplaints. Okay, all right. And Dina, where do I file a complaint that my daughter hasn't visited in over a month? Does your office have a website for that? Okay, Mom, I'm hanging up now. I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. 
Hi, this is Deb Cherry, Genesee County Treasurer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Radio Show. More with Tom Madden from Transmedia Group straight ahead. I was just wondering how a U.S. senator and former presidential candidate like Ted Cruz not have people around him saying, oh, Ted, this is a really bad idea. Well, you know, it, it, you raise an interesting <clears throat> uh, part of this discussion because uh, I've seen uh, people in mighty positions, uh, CEOs of major companies, and you'd be surprised that uh, there's a kind of a moat around them, and you're, 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 many of the who are close to them are reluctant to criticize them too much. Because you want to you want to say what they are saying, and you want to believe what they're believing, but you can't play that role. You have to be a friendly adversary when it comes to uh, your senior, uh, your leader making a mistake. You have to have the guts to say you shouldn't do this. You made a mistake. Now admit the mistake and go to the press and tell them that you were wrong to. Do what you did, and you are never, ever going to leave a crisis situation again. And here's what you've done to, in the meantime to, to make it easier for everybody else and then start peeling off all the things that you're involved in and so forth. And what you don't do is delegate a someone to do the talking for you. You do the talking. You're the boss. You're the CEO. You're the one the press wants to hear from and that the public wants to hear from. So you have to do it. But that's the problem with being in a high, mighty position. People are reluctant to criticize you. It's a terrible situation, but people around the leaders need to be brave and tough and objective. And are the leaders themselves too, um, too afraid to admit making a mistake? Well, that, that's a part of the, the equation, too. Uh, you know, it's, it's, there is a reluctance to admit a mistake. Uh, I mean, we all have that. It's, it's like the yeah. three scariest words besides I love you or I don't know. <laughs> well, you're right. <laughs> they don't want to look ignorant and they don't want to look uh, foolish and they want to they want to come across as their image it, uh, wants them to be, at, you know, so. They don't want that ruffled or kerfuffled. And, uh, and, when, and when it happens, uh, you know, the people around them who are advising them need to have the guts to stand up and say, listen, you've made a mistake. Uh, or don't dare think of leaving uh, uh, this situation. Uh, you have to be seen as leading in this situation, more important than ever. And I like the guy. Uh, I mean, to me, he's he's not a uh, a vampire, uh, as one of the uh, nominees of Biden calls him. Do you, do you know about that one? Oh yeah, there's been a lot of social media that that. Said... Oh yeah, no, no, he gets he gets. Uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, are attacking him on social media. So he's got a lot of adversaries, and he, he's got to keep his cool. But, uh, yeah, but I've heard, listen, I've heard you know, him called it's not Ed, easy to be a leader. I've heard him called Eddie Munster's evil twin. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. He's, he's got all kinds of names, uh, you know, hurled at him on, on the internet. 
but nevertheless, uh, he, <clears throat> he he means well. He's a good guy. Uh, I like most of the things that he's an advocate for. Not all of them, but most it, of them. It was just a few weeks ago that he um, sort of trounced on uh, Austin's mayor for taking a trip to Mexico during the, the pandemic, as if somehow yeah. he had left the ship uh, uh, unpiloted. Yeah, I, I know, you know, it, it was something about this crisis uh, being so, such a, a blanketed, the entire state. And he, and I guess his thought was, uh, you yeah, know, first let me save my family, and what the hell am I going to do anyway? I mean, it's out of my hands. I mean, I, I, I don't control the, the power switch here, and... You know, so uh, I, 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 it, it's just different from the pandemic situation. It was so colossal and spread across the state so evenly. So he might have thought, well, you know, everybody's fleeing, and uh, it's the natural thing to do uh, to save my family and so forth. So he might have rationalized his flight uh, from the crisis, and, but it was a mistake. I remember one time there was a, a hurricane in Texas, <clears throat> and uh, there was a, a sheriff, this was in Houston, I think, that was telling John Q. Public, you know, just, just shelter in place, just stay home, we're going to ride this out. And right. <clears throat> I had a friend who was working in Houston at the time, and I thought, well, I'm going to call him and, you know, do a little interview, little, you know, somebody who's there you know in the in the midst of it and uh and so i got a hold of her and and i said uh sue you know uh, how, how are things down there are the schools closed you know what's what's happening and she said i don't know i'm in nashville <laughs> and, and she said you, you know she said the sheriff came on tv and said we're gonna hunker down and i thought i don't know anything about hunkering down i'm bugging out <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. It, it, that, that is the that is the tendency to flee from problems. That's one of the things that uh, you know uh, CEOs of companies uh, they don't want to discuss the problems. They want somebody else to handle it. Uh, let somebody else do that. And that's exactly the wrong course of action. You know, I got a call today. Believe it, it's so ironic. I got a call from. A guy I'm trying to help, uh, he's a prisoner in Texas, and he was telling me how horrible it was, how freezing. I mean, I mean, he was he just suffered uh, for hours and hours and hours uh, because, you know, here he is incarcerated. And uh, I, I write about this guy in a book I have coming out. Uh, his name is Lamar Burks. He's been 20 years in prison, and uh, there's so much evidence that he's innocent. But the system won't crank out uh, a, a, a chance to analyze all this new evidence that's emerging that he could not have committed a murder uh, 20, three, 22 years ago, for which he's already spent 20 years. Well, anyway, uh, I write about Lamar Burks in my latest book, but I was so concerned about his uh, safety. Uh, he's in Houston, a prison in Houston. And and he told me how horrible it was. I mean, it's horrible enough to be in prison when you are innocent. But can you imagine and under those conditions 
not being able to flee. You are stuck in prison in the worst time in history in that region. And there's nothing you could do about it. But, boy, I, I blessed him for hanging in there. And right now it's starting to ease up now. And, uh, you know, they've got some uh, heat coming in now and so forth. They have water problems, but uh, they, they, the, the cold issue has been uh, eliminated somewhat, most of it. But anyway, uh, I just want to throw that thing. The name of my book is called Word Shine Man. Word Shine Man. Okay, because okay. that's what I do today. I I fix up everybody's press release. You know, I'm the guy who gets the press releases from all the interns and the young staffers, and I see a million problems with them, and I I fix up the headlines so at least they'll catch somebody's eye and attention, and I change words around and I put the lead where it should be, which is sometimes buried in the third paragraph. Uh, you know, so, you know, young people today, they're, they're, they're so bright, they're so quick and they can, those thumbs on those, uh, cell phones, man, a mile a minute, but <laughs> I know, there right? is problems with writing today. And that's why I write all about it and give examples before and after, before and after in word shine man so i hope you know i'll send you a copy when it comes out probably yeah uh, when yeah, when does when do you think it'll be out i uh they're telling me it may it may be uh, two months because things grinding slow because of the pandemic sure. everything is moving slowly and uh so you know probably in the next couple of months i'll have it out it'll be on amazon it'll be everywhere so uh and i i'm very very happy with this book i think it says a lot about uh you know words today and how we are you know lo losing a little of our literary ability our expressive ability our writing ability and and even to and, some degree tom the art of conversation Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, to, to articulate a problem and to, to spell it out and use the right words. Uh, I, I think our vocabulary, the average vocabulary is shrinking, I think. I, I don't think it's expanding. It's shrinking. And I even invented some new vocabulary words in my book. I think you'll get a kick out of them. Oh, that'll be great. That'll be great. And I hope you'll come back and talk about the uh, about the book as well. Oh, um, are you kidding? An author talking about his book. This is my fifth book. <laughs> and I, I love talking about my book. <laughs> I, I I bet you do, and I and I would look forward to that. Um, but but I want to talk a little bit more about the uh, uh, about this this Texas thing. There were a couple of things oh, yeah. that Good. that took me by surprise, and I, I, did I, did it surprise you as much as it did me that Texas's power grid was separate from the rest of the country. Well, no, I, I don't. I don't know too much about the the uh, technical aspects of this disaster. So uh, I know that the uh, facility that is supposed to be handling all this had some breakdowns, and they didn't winterize. I, I don't know exactly all the uh, what goes into winterizing, but they just didn't winterize, and they weren't prepared for this. Now yeah, they're uh, that's now the company that. That's the company yeah. that had reliability in its title? I believe so. Electric yes. uh, liability or reliability. 
electric reliability. Something like that, yeah. And I believe something. the uh, the head of that company is probably going to lose his job, but he's uh, right now he's expressing a lot of sympathy, and you know, and he's doing his best to recover from this thing. But hey, listen, we're we're supposed to avoid disasters, you know, and that's when you're get when you're getting paid well, and you're in charge of an organization, you better count safety first and see that you're going to be able to withstand the results of climate change because it's not the same world as it was 10 or even 15 years ago. It's a different world. We're going to see more violent storms and more violent things like in, in the climate, uh, the freezing and the heat and everything else. So we've got to prepare for this. And if anybody's in that charge of that area, they better be up to speed, and they better be ahead of the curve, uh, or or it's going to be more disastrous. Would, so hopefully, this is a sign that went out to everybody who's in that capacity of of of, of dealing with a potential catastrophe. Did you see where um, AOC, uh, the uh, Congress uh, person from New York? traveled to Texas to give out uh, blankets and bottled water and, and help out with the tragedy at a, at about the same time that news was uh, breaking and, and uh, Ted Cruz was trying to cover, you know, recover from his trip to Mexico. Um, did you see that? Yeah, I, I think that, that that's admirable. And, and and if I were advising companies uh, to, to, to chip in and do things like that, I would certainly be highly recommending, uh, you know, uh, help uh, in a time of need like that. I mean, it was an urgent situation. And, and now the water situation, and, uh, and I, I work with water companies, and I'm always recommending that, they step in and help out, uh, you know, in disasters like this. And, you know, sure, it's great. It's great PR and it looks good, but it's a sense of, uh, of, of helping to restore safety and health and everything else. It's, it's important for all of us to look out for each other. Do you think on balance that, uh, that Cortez, um, heading to Texas from, from New York was, uh, good PR for her, or does she run a risk that uh, that her own constituents will think that it was, uh, you know, self-serving and kind of a PR move? Well, it, it, there, there, <clears throat> there's going to be some on one side of the <laughs> and others on the other side of it. Well, and that's why uh, I said, Tom, yeah. in balance. Yeah. Yeah, in on balance, I think it's it's probably a good move. I mean, to show compassion for people who are suffering, uh, especially the minorities in in those areas. I mean, they're living in incredibly tough situations. Uh, that boy who was in that trailer. I mean, you know, playing with his dog in the snow one minute, and next minute he's no longer alive. Uh, you know, people who are compassionate are going to resonate to that. And that's how I would, uh, you know, explain uh, her, her, you know, uh, you know, uh, movement there and a decision to, to go do something. Because it was a very, it's a very compelling situation. We're all watching the news. It's on the major, all the major uh, channels. 
and networks. And, uh, you know, and it strikes a chord in those of us who have chords. And this one had a chord. And uh, I think I, I, I think it's very defensible and, and noble and admirable. So, but they're always going to say, oh, yeah, sure, PR. PR motive, but I, I think it weighs on uh, on on the on the plus side. Now, does uh, Senator Cruz live live this down, um, or will people forget uh, by time the spring thaw comes? Well, his adversaries will not let them forget. That's well, the yeah, problem, that's true. You know. You know, uh, when you when you put your, uh, you know, you you stumble like that. Uh, I mean, you know, what we have today is, you know, we have great visuals that are preserved, and then they're all shown at the right time when there's elections and so forth, and it's going to come back and bite him and haunt him. So, uh, you know, he can he can try to make up for it, and do some wonderful things, and be magnanimous and generous and of his time and so forth. But, uh, you know, once you step in it, uh, you're going, it's going to be on your shoe for a long time. One last, one last thing I wanted to bring up because you work, uh, you know, in, because you're a wordsmith is this notion that every time somebody says something, there's, a whole contingency of people that will slap them down for it, this sense of division and animosity that exists. And, and you know, it's it's been sort of uh, what focused in, you know, on two sides of the aisle. It's It's become sort of right and left at war. Um, it's no longer to be wrong... You know, if, if somebody says something that you don't agree with, they're not just wrong, they're a moron. Yes, that's right. Well, <clears throat> yes, we're, we're, we're living in that uh, era. Uh, there is great division, and uh, it's very intense on both sides. So you do risk uh, uh, in this situation. And, uh, uh, and actually, I write about that, too, in one of my books uh, is there a uh, way to soften that tom it is is uh well there is there is a way to uh, to explain and exemplify in such a rational way that it would be very difficult for critics to use it and uh but you really have to be sure of the optics and the meaning and the perception uh, and and come across as someone who is not just uh, uh, exploiting something for their own benefit, but doing something out of genuine concern, uh, and that that sometimes can work. I thought the the, the president in that uh, in that speech and lighting the, the candles and so forth last night was was very compelling. Uh, is someone going to say, ah, oh, he's just, you know, just trying to, you know, make himself look good, his administration appreciated and so forth? No, I think that came across. I don't think someone, I don't think the opposition is going to attack, attack him for that because it was done with too much sincerity. Is and, is, and, is uh, that, is he on the right track generally with, 
his um, messages of of uh, compassion and working together, can he bridge the divide? Well, he can bridge it, but there's going to be, you know, there's going to be uh, mistakes. And, uh, you know, this this uh, nominee for uh, Office of Management and Budget, uh, Neera Tenton, and all her uh, viciousness on the Internet uh, does not speak well of his intention to bring about unity. Uh, we don't need another uh, vehement, uh, you know, uh, tweeter, Twitter, Twitter or whatever. So uh, it, it doesn't. Twit works for me. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't speak well uh, for, for uh, you know, for him to, to pick him as a nominee. But uh, but there are others that he's, the administration is, I think it's coming together. And there's some very, lots, a lot of sincere people who are seemingly very competent. But I think she might have been a mistake, and uh, and I think he's going to be at a point where he's going to have to admit uh, and replace her with somebody else because uh, there's just too many emails there attacking everybody and anybody, including uh, Senator Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I I I guess the um, I, I guess it kind of means that this social media has really trapped people into breaking an old uh, rule, an old adage, that uh, you never write anything down. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, uh, the Internet has a memory uh, like crazy. And, uh, you know, so what might have been totally appropriate at a certain moment is going to sound very uh, vicious and mean at another moment, uh, you know. So uh, I would be very careful, uh, uh, these leaders. I, the first thing I did, I, I, I wrote this one book about President Trump, and uh, it's called Is There Enough Brady and Trump to Win the Insuperable Bowl? That's the title <laughs> of the book. And I actually advised Trump uh, shortly after he, he won election not to tweet so much. Uh, it was his shortcoming. I, I think he just couldn't resist it. And I think it caused him more trouble uh, than gain uh, with this, uh, this compulsive needing to, treat, to tweet at all hours of the night. And I think he made a mistake there. And, uh, and I think he uh, developed uh, you know, a lot of opposition uh, from all those tweets. More with Tom Madden from Fashion Radio for a new generation. The Tom Program dot com. The Tom Sumner
Hello there, citizens. Darkwing Duck here. And every time I'm in Flint fighting crime, I always stop by the Tom Sumner program. Don't forget, stay dangerous. Darkwing Duck out. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call the X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. Cloth or disposable? Paint or wallpaper? Yellow or green? Babies come with lots of decisions. Crib or bassinet? Rocker or glider? So when it comes to protection against diseases, go with the safest, most effective choice. Vaccination. To protect your child against 14 serious childhood diseases like measles, meningitis, and whooping cough. That's why nearly all parents choose it. Stroller or carriage, basketball or soccer. So get all the recommended vaccinations for your baby by age two. For more reasons to vaccinate, talk to your child's doctor. Go to cdc.gov vaccines or call 800-CDC-INFO. Justin or Justine. Immunizations help give you the power to protect your baby. A message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hey, why are we stopping? We're going to be late for the show. Mom, Dad, we got to get gas. Not here, you're not. This place is charging an arm and a leg. Look, these days, price swings of 30 or 40 cents per gallon aren't unusual. But when a gas station charges a price way above the price at similar stations, that could be gas gouging. Michigan gas stations sell the correct quality and quantity of gas most of the time. But when a station does try to illegally take advantage of drivers, my office is here to stop them. Stop Attorney General and we got a concert to get to! I hope she doesn't sit next to us. Narc. This is Attorney General Dana Nessel. 
If you have information about potential gas gouging, call my office or go online at michigan.gov slash AG. Put those away. We're at a gas station. This is U.S. Senator Gary Peters, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. More with Tom Madden from Transmedia Group straight ahead. I think that uh, we're living in an age where it's too easy to get your feelings uh, out to vast audiences. So we need to be wise about what we're saying and how often we're saying it. Uh, or it's going to come back and, and bite us. So, uh, you know, and, you know, people have to be very careful with uh, how easy it is to get the word out there. So, uh, which is very attractive to a lot of people, and they can't resist it. But they don't think uh, and analyze before they, they actually do the process. And that's the problem today. It's too easy to make a blunder. Well, my guest is Tom Madden from Transmedia Group, and uh, Tom, I always, uh, we got to wrap things up, but I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about you and what we've been talking about and Transmedia Group and your work, past, present, and future. Um, is there a, a website that you think would be a good resource? Sure, uh, transmediagroup.com. Uh, it spells it all out. We're a, uh, a full-service uh, international PR firm. We're serving clients uh, worldwide. And, and this year, we're celebrating our 40th anniversary. I started the, the business 40 years ago. I can't believe it. Oh, boy. But, that's that's funny how time we're flies. That, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm that old, and so is the firm. And uh, yet we have <laughs> been very successful. And over all those years, it made a lot of people famous and very rich and very successful and got a lot of them out of trouble in the crisis management we've performed for some of the largest companies in America. <clears throat> so it's Transmedia Group, and uh, and we're in Boca Raton, uh, headquarters in Boca Raton, and uh, as I said, serving clients all over the world. Well, the piece we started out talking about was uh, under the banner Madden Mischief. <laughs> that's my blog. Yeah, how how often blog. how You're often do you blog, Tom? Blog. I blog usually once a week. Yeah. And uh, in this case, I did it uh, twice a week because we just hired this this fantastic uh, woman, uh, and uh, I, I wrote a blog about her because she has such an amazing background. I'm so proud. Who, who is to that? Have, uh, Jennifer Weinstein. She's, okay. Uh, she was with, uh, you know, uh, all the largest networks, and uh, she's a, a real pro and uh, accomplished uh, so much. So we're happy to have her aboard. She has contacts galore. She's been doing this for a long time and knows everybody who's anybody in the media, and that's that's how we're able to accomplish so many objectives out of friendships and relationships. Well, the so, blog is uh, obviously working, Tom, because it got my attention. And, and kudos <laughs> and kudos to you for being willing to uh, sit down and talk about it a little bit. I just I contacted oh, you kind pleasure. of out of the blue. Uh, you know, you're a great interviewer, a very, very relaxed interview, and I like it. It's, uh, uh, I, I enjoyed the conversation, and I hope your listeners uh, will like it, too. 
Well, Tom, thanks so much. And uh, maybe one of these days I'll be able to afford to have you out there pushing for me. <laughs> All right, man. I would nothing like nothing better. Okay. All right. Take See care, you, Tom. Tom. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. That was Tom Madden. He uh, blogs under the uh, banner Madden Mischief. He is uh, with Transmedia Group after uh, being an executive in television at both ABC and NBC back in the Fred Silverman days. And uh, we're going to uh, end it there, but we'll uh, have more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead. Don't forget Armchair Politics coming up in just a little bit.
Have been nothing if not vague. Well, then you've got to trust the CDC and listen well, unless you want to bid our free society farewell. There is a super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. And if we don't act quick and social distance, it will mire us in a stretch of quarantine that lasts until July. A super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. And if you got a better cough in your arm, and if you got a better... <coughs> now, back in 1918, influenza had its run. But half the docks were busy overseas with World War I. Today we have mass media and scientists to say, if you don't want this virus, well then stay six feet away. Super damn important that we practice isolation, because we're asymptomatic while it's an incubation. We'll overwhelm our hospitals if there's not mitigation. It's super damn important that we practice isolation. If we don't do it, then we're all gonna die. If we don't do it, then we're all gonna die. And so I hope at last you'll take this lesson here to heart. Cause it's already scary and we're only at the start. If you get bored, just think of the immunocompromised who can't go much of anywhere unless it's sterilized. Oh, super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. If we don't act quick and social distance, it will mire us in a stretch of quarantine that lasts until July. A super bad, transmittable, Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com From the Tom Sumner Alexander Zanjic, don't touch that dial. You're listening to Tom Sumner. Tom Sumner. 